Welcome to the Other Side of Potential podcast, where we explore how high-level leaders think and prosper in complex business environments. Each episode takes a deep dive into how these leaders balance the complexity of business in our ever-changing world with their own quest for a meaningful and prosperous life. This is Sharon Spano. Welcome to the Other Side of Potential podcast. Before we begin, let me ask you to think about your business in a completely different way. I know that you're an expert in business systems and processes or you wouldn't be successful, but what if the one thing you don't know is actually costing you time, money, customers, and higher profitability? I want to invite you to one of my two-day experiential workshops to learn more about how you and your team can actually develop a systemic approach to business. Every day, hidden dynamics are quietly sabotaging you or your organization, but you can change that through a research-based process called systemic mapping. When you learn to access the proven principles of systemic mapping, you'll uncover subconscious patterns of behavior that are undermining your success. You'll also discover new patterns that will accelerate performance and profitability. If you're serious about serious growth, the time is now. Go to SharonSpano.com forward slash workshops to learn more. Today, I'm going to bypass the usual interview process for the show and spend some time talking to you about a very specific process that can change your business and the way you see your world. This process is called systemic mapping. But before I dive into what that's all about, I want to start with one of the questions I get most often. Sharon, what do you mean by leadership DNA? This is a question that keeps coming up since we launched my latest retreat on this very topic. So I'm going to spend our time together explaining it a bit further. One of the greatest revelations I have ever gained and now teach is that we all come to the table with a unique leadership DNA. The way you think, act, and respond to leadership challenges, negative attitudes, fear of change, all of these things, so much of this is determined by your leadership DNA. And I find that most leaders are masters at implementing business systems, so they've already learned innovative ways to address many of these issues. But if you're like the countless CEOs I've worked with, then you've discovered something else along the way. And even with all your success, there are still things that keep you up at night. When I speak then about leadership DNA, I'm initially referring to the DNA of the corporate leader or business owner. By this, I mean the CEO or the founder, but it can also refer to the leadership DNA of an individual within the company because we never want to assume that someone in your business isn't capable of contributing more. Now, one thing to bear in mind then is that leadership is a place to come from, not necessarily a place to get to. And by this, I mean it's a mindset. It's more than a title because the title can be irrelevant in that anyone can step into a leadership mindset and thereby have influence on the organization. So whether we speak to leadership with a capital L or a lowercase l, the construct is the same. What changes is the amount of responsibility the individual holds. Either way, the DNA of that individual impacts the way a person influences the company, and the actions associated with the leader is informed by their specific leadership DNA. This DNA then influences the multiple ecosystems of the larger corporate system, meaning that every leader brings his own DNA into the space. Is it any wonder then that we have so much chaos and conflict in our companies as these multiple DNAs intersect and often conflict with one another? So what exactly is your leadership DNA? Well, your leadership DNA is comprised of many things. 
your personality structure, your stage of development, how advanced your lines of development are, and that's a big whole other uh, podcast topic, the states, your state of mind, whether you lead from a first-person perspective or perhaps are able to view the larger system from multiple perspectives, uh, your life experience to include education, work history, even gender, your skill sets, and yes, your ancestry and attitude, which is, of course, grounded in all of the above. So this is a very complex issue, and we can't get into all of those today, but I want to talk about a specific way to lean into what is going on in your leadership DNA by way of this process called systemic mapping. So before I do, uh, you can see when I enumerate all of these different complex elements within your leadership DNA, uh, why it makes me smile when I hear of a leadership development program that offers a personality assessment as a way to better understand one another. Because yes, while personality is important, it's only one factor in a very complex human system. Okay, so that's a brief overview of what I mean by leadership DNA. The second question that often arises then is, why does understanding my leadership DNA matter? Well, understanding your leadership DNA deeply matters because most of us as leaders typically think of our leadership in terms of our style. While your leadership style is clearly important, it is but one factor in the much larger understanding of your own very complex system, similar to what I just said about personality. So it's important that you know how your DNA is being played out and where there might be room for further development. So think about this for one moment. What if there is one thing about your leadership DNA that you don't yet know? And what if that one thing is exactly the thing, the thing that is keeping you from taking you or your business or your family to the next level? If you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume that you aren't new to the game of success. Many of the leaders that I work with, in fact, are poster kids for success. They've often spent their entire life studying and implementing the right systems in order to be successful. Even so, one of their success factors lies in the fact that they are consistently looking for that one next thing that will take them to that next level. In the 30 years that I've been helping high-level CEOs uncover new and innovative pathways to success, I've come to realize something. Almost every top-performing business leader is driven to succeed because they're too afraid to fail. And there are many, many dynamics underneath that fear, which we don't have time to go into today. But let me talk about a few things to consider that I know will point you perhaps in a bit of a different direction. One that will help you feel even more secure in how you go about the business of leadership. But once again, let me remind you to be open and a bit curious as I dive into this subject, perhaps even take some notes. So here's the question I'll put before you now that I've hopefully addressed some that are coming my way. What if you could actually see the hidden, unconscious, invisible dynamics underlying your business? The key word here is hidden because I know you understand these dynamics and how they're playing out in a concrete way. But what do I mean by concrete? This is another one of those questions I get most often. Concrete refers to the dynamics that you can see, hear, or feel. Any dynamic within your organization that you can experience with your physical senses are concrete, and that includes what you sense in your own mind. 
If there's a fire in your building, you'll react immediately because that dynamic is apparent to you in a concrete way. You see it, hear it, and smell it. So as a leader, you're used to addressing these dynamics, these types of dynamics, both good and bad, from what you experience at a concrete level, and you do so in a cognitive way. You think through what needs to happen next. But what if there's more to it? What if the dynamics you are consciously aware of are only part of what's actually going on? The silo mentalities, negative attitudes, lack of accountability, what if these are all just symptoms of a much deeper systemic dynamic? A dynamic that is subtle and perhaps even, as I said a moment ago, at a subconscious level. You see, as a leader, you've been taught to divert these types of pressures by implementing systems and processes. But what if you could view the complexities of your world through a different lens, a lens designed to help you integrate every area of your work and life, a lens that helps you see beyond traditional systems and processes? That lens that I'm talking about can be further recognized and experienced through a research-based process called systemic mapping. Systemic mapping is scientific, it's experiential, and it helps you dive deep into the complex systems within your organization and your life, but not just systems as you typically thought of them. It's one of my favorite ways of engaging with clients because it's based on over 70 years of research, and the results of this level of engagement are proven. More importantly, it's a powerful process of self-discovery that doesn't just provide clarity. Systemic mapping is a way to create real and lasting change. Here's why. The process allows us to explore the unconscious dynamics within your business, those deeper issues that are going on below the surface, and in doing so, to create a highly visual representation of those dynamics and the patterns associated with them such that you create real change, as I stated a moment ago. Systemic mapping covers the one thing that leadership books often fail to address, and that is the power of the subconscious, yet fundamental, patterns and habits at play between people. I'm sure you realize that we affect and are affected by one another. This is because we and those around us think, act, and respond to life's obstacles with very specific patterns of behavior. But as leaders, we have been taught to keep a laser focus on the task, vision, and growth. And as a result, we sometimes fail to see, let alone interrupt, the patterns that jeopardize our performance, our profitability, and our potential for greater overall prosperity. Systemic mapping changes this. Let me deconstruct this for just a minute and offer you a few things that this process helps leaders see and do. The process will help you, among other things, accelerate any current success you're having in your business with greater ease, will help you see patterns in your business systems in an entirely different way before they wreak havoc on your company. They will help you understand how to better service both your employees and your customers, and also how to tap into their leadership DNA at the highest level. Will also help you know what you don't know so that you can make more profitable decisions. And it will help you explore better ways to lead your team, ways that don't require you to sacrifice other areas in your life. The systemic mapping process is an opportunity for greater work-life integration, and it will help you also know what systems are getting in your way and what systems are really designed to help you succeed. All of this, along with a host of other opportunities, 
will help you truly recession-proof your business. And as you can probably tell, I'm very passionate about this level of work. Here's why. Every day I encounter and work with high-level leaders who are dealing with management issues, with personal struggles, and with fears of their own. Leaders who worry about issues within the team, customer satisfaction, and scalability. I hear these types of stories every single week, and it's why I've pivoted my business to include this deeper work. Simply put, I'm seeing transformational change occur on a personal and professional level at an accelerated rate such as I've never witnessed before. Okay, so I've spent some time asking you to consider your own leadership DNA, and I've touched the surface on a very deep process known as systemic mapping. What does all this mean in the greater scheme of things? Well, let me get down to some practical elements within this process that I know you'll identify with. And yes, we're getting back to the concrete now. And what I'm talking about here are the three principles aligned with the process of systemic mapping. I know you'll recognize these well because you see them played out in a variety of ways every day. But remember, even as I lay out the principles for you, I want you to remember that even though they represent a very concrete way of talking about this body of work, it is the process itself that reveals those underlying unconscious dynamics that I've been discussing. I say this because I don't want you to get caught up on thinking that hearing or understanding the principles is this simple. I'm deconstructing work that is basically at a quantum physics level and again, based on over 70 years of research in a few short minutes. So I'm gonna ask you to stay open to the fact that you don't know what you don't know yet, and again, be curious. And as you listen, I want you to think about all the systems you've implemented in your life and in your business. Do you still have questions about your own leadership DNA, and do you sometimes feel stuck or overwhelmed? I've been asking this question for over three decades. And thousands of leaders have responded in a strikingly familiar fashion. I can feel that there's more waiting for me, Sharon, but I also feel like something's in my way and I just can't put my finger on it. I think we've all been there for that at one time or another in our career. Hold on to these questions and thoughts as we lean into the three powerful principles of systemic thinking. A way of thinking by way of the mapping process that I'm talking about, that I can promise you will change the way you do business and life. Three principles that are vital to how you live out your leadership DNA. Now, before I share these seemingly simple yet profound principles, let me give you a bit of fair warning. When you understand these principles and begin to experience them in every area of your life, you're going to start seeing your own situations, relationships, leadership challenges, and yes, even your life in a whole new way, as I said earlier. And as one of my clients once said to me, Sharon, it's as though you've given me a third eye from which to see everything in life. Remember, I've deconstructed these down to their simplest form. The energy of every system is unique and these principles play out in every scenario for every individual in a very different way. Principle number one then is time, and time has to do with the order of things. Who comes into the system first versus later? We've all had the experience of someone coming into our business thinking they know more than those who came before. This is a simple principle with profound impact because we fail to acknowledge the order of things in our multiple systems. Time will show up as chaos, lack of accountability, and siloed mentalities, among other things. But if we get it right, 
It can focus us in ways we've never seen before. Principle number two is place. The underlying dynamic of this principle shows up as division in your organization or lack of unity between departments, among other things. And while the results may look similar to those under time, they are there for very different reasons. People simply don't know where they fit in the company. I see this all the time. They don't have a sense of belonging, so they undermine everything that's going on in the business or they become completely disengaged. It's an easy one to feel, but without a systemic perspective, it's a hard dynamic to solve. Principle number three is balance of exchange. Whenever you or someone in your company feels like you're putting in way more than you're getting back, it's because somewhere along the way, you or the system are out of balance. It's the department that demands most of the resources or your best employee who works longer and harder than anyone else only to burn out and eventually quit. Again, there's a lot more depth to these three principles, but if the results are sounding familiar, you know how wide the chasm can be when it comes to understanding a problem and actually solving it. And you know the consequences of facing that chasm without the right perspective. Lost production, decreased revenue, unnecessary tensions, unrelenting stress. The process of systemic mapping gives you a new set of eyes from which to see these dynamics, a lens that doesn't just help you see the hidden dynamics underlying such consequences, but a lens that will also help you avoid them in the first place. In its simplest form, systemic mapping swings the door wide open, allowing you to see the hidden forces that wreak havoc on your business or perhaps all the amazing things that are going on in a far more crystallized way. The process empowers you to change the playing field if necessary of work and your life, and it allows you to shift the unseen onto a physical, as I said, visual playing field, where you will know exactly who the players are, you will know their position, and you know what changes need to happen in order to secure a win. Additionally, you know your place within the multiple systems in which you live, work, and play so that you don't get into the business of taking on that which doesn't belong to you. As passionate and committed to this process as I am, however, I'm coming to realize that it isn't for everyone. And that's not because everyone can't benefit from the work itself, but because I'm finding that some leaders simply prefer to rely on their own expertise that which has already made them successful. And they're not necessarily open to change and they hope that what's made them successful in the past will carry them forward in the future. But I think we all know with as rapidly as things are changing, there is a level required of us to change as well, to evolve. And in my experience, if we're not evolving, we're standing still. We're actually backing up. So I'm finding that this process of systemic mapping is really ideal for leaders who are serious about wanting to integrate work and life without sacrificing their vision or goals, for leaders who believe that traditional systems have served them well, but who also understand that if they're going to keep pace with today's rapidly changing business complexities, they need something more. And for leaders who want to transform their daily challenges into new opportunities. And for leaders who are ready to identify and remove their obstacles in order to live a more prosperous life. 
Now, remember that I differentiated leaders with a title from individuals who have a leadership capacity to influence an organization. So this doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a C-suite leader to benefit from this process. What it does mean is that no matter your title, you're willing to step into a bigger game. You're open to changing the way you're currently doing life. So as you consider the underlying dynamics associated with time, place, and balance of exchange, which one of these principles is responsible for either your success or for perhaps holding you back in some way? For example, if you have an investor breathing down your neck or you're feeling the effects of unspoken workplace tensions, this is a smoke signal I suggest to you that your well-oiled systems are missing one or all of these critical principles. By now, you're probably thinking, Sharon, it's not hard for me to see when these principles are out of balance in my organization. And my answer is yes, I get that. But again, based on the results I'm seeing with my own clients, it's doubtful you're aware of the unconscious dynamics that lie beneath the surface of these principles. Your systems have taught you to see your obstacles when they surface. But when you access the process of systemic mapping as a way to understand your leadership DNA, when you learn to be a systemic thinker, you will learn how to see your obstacles before they even get a chance to surface. Let me illustrate with a short story that I love to share. And it's about a seasoned CEO in a high-profile industry who was struggling to get his team to follow his lead. He was new to the organization, and it didn't take long for him to realize that his team was resisting every change he wanted to implement. They simply didn't see a need to move forward with the new initiatives, and they felt threatened by any hint of a new leadership approach. This new CEO had been profitable thanks to his ability uh, to put strategic financial systems in place, and he had had years of experience building powerful teams. He had achieved personal and professional success at every level. He had expertise and a high level of credibility in his industry. But in spite of all that, here he was in a new organization feeling completely overwhelmed by the team members who were resisting his leadership. He could see and feel the dynamics, but all of his experience and wisdom couldn't make a dent in the tensions rising up in the team. He simply didn't know how to move past the rejection and division within his organization. However, when this CEO went through the process of systemic mapping and began to better understand his leadership DNA, he gained a new perspective. His team wasn't rejecting his leadership. They were actually displaying loyalty to the prior system and the leaders in it. Systemic mapping gave this leader and his executive team a deeper level of clarity, one that helped them see where they belonged in the system and how to collaborate toward a bigger vision for the business. And the process allowed this executive team to see existing patterns more quickly and thereby open the door to higher collaboration, to also make better choices and decisions, to discern the exact places where things were going awry and to expose the hidden dynamics sabotaging workplace relationships. And when the CEO and the team could see all of those things, they were able to give space for the team to remain loyal to the old system, even as they developed innovative ways to succeed in the new system. Okay, so I've said quite a bit, but I want you to understand that the easiest way to experience the kind of results I'm talking about is to experience the next Leadership DNA Retreat that I'm hosting on October 9th and 10th in Chicago. 
When I host these retreats, they are for a small group of leaders who want a bigger yes in life. We only have a few spots open, so if you're one of those leaders who is ready to step into your highest potential, you'll want to say yes too, but only if you're ready to address your challenges and daily obstacles at the source of their existence, if you're ready to acknowledge what's working in a far more crystallized way, if you're ready to see your world with a new perspective, you're ready to experience success in a way that truly allows for the integration of work and life, and if you're ready to bring all your leadership capabilities to the table and discover how to amplify and accelerate their influence. I don't usually do solo casts, and I specifically don't do them on something that's coming up in the near future with regard to my work, but I believe so strongly in this work that I wanted to put it out there for any of you out there who are ready to take this next big step. I'm keeping the doors open for this exclusive offer for only the next few weeks. And after that, the doors to the Leadership DNA workshop will be closed. And I don't know when I'll do the next one. You can visit my website at SharonSpano.com forward slash workshops to register. And if you're serious about taking your business and your life to the next level, I hope you'll do it before it's too late. And yes, I'm passionate about your having this experience because remember, as I always say, you cannot be big and small at the same time. The good news is you get to choose and I hope you'll choose big. Until next time, this is Sharon Spano saying here's to your highest potential. If you want to learn more, go to SharonSpano.com. That is S-H-A-R-O-N, Sharon. S-P-A-N-O Spano.com or send an email to Sharon at SharonSpano.com. 